Micro Megas So my name is Bridget Wilkinson and I'm the Executive Director of the Bozeman Area Community Foundation. And would you just like to give us a brief history of the foundation? Sure. The Community Foundation was started in 1998 by a group of very engaged community members. Um, I was hired as the first staff person about five years ago, and then we hired our second staff person about two years ago. So we are a small community foundation, but a mighty community foundation that serves all of Gallatin County. Here in Bozeman, the Community Foundation helps to connect donors with the causes they care about. They support nonprofits in other ways as well. Although they aren't always thought of in these terms, nonprofits have to function like a business in many respects. And the Community Foundation works to help them run smoothly. So, first, we help nonprofits do their job better um, through grant making and professional development. Secondly, we connect donors who care to causes that matter through charitable giving tools like endowment funds or funds that are set up on behalf of a community need. And then third, we want to inspire a culture of giving in our community. And so we do that through our youth giving project where we teach middle school and high school students the grant making and philanthropy process. Um, and then we have our annual Give Big initiative where we try to raise unrestricted funding for local nonprofits throughout, the Gall throughout Gallatin County in 24 hours. Bridget is the first executive director of the foundation, a position that was created a little over five years ago when the nonprofit community expressed a desire for more resources and support. That's how the position came about, but Bridget found her way there thanks to national service. Um, so when I first moved to town, um, I became an AmeriCorps volunteer. It's not why I moved to town, but that's um, a role that I found for an organization called Family Promise of Gallatin Valley. Um, so I was their AmeriCorps VISTA volunteer. Fortunately, I, I stayed on um, for a couple years after my service. Um, and then this position opened as the first staff position. They were just looking for a very part-time person. Um, and I took a leap of faith and I, I applied for the role. And a lot of the skills that we use every day at the Community Foundation, I learned during my AmeriCorps VISTA service. Do you think if you hadn't done that service, you have ever ended up in a position like this? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I think that I learned my passion for convening organizations, for facilitating, for um, supporting nonprofits as a sector. I learned so much of that through AmeriCorps. Um, so I don't know if I would find myself in this role. I feel very fortunate that I did. But I think a lot of the connections that I made and the people that I knew were, were because of my, my time as an AmeriCorps VISTA volunteer. And let's talk a little bit more about just nonprofits in general. People don't always think about it, but they're in many ways businesses too. So how is it the Community Foundation can help them function better from the business perspective and just from the perspective of running your organization so it can help more people in the community? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, instead of selling a product, most um, nonprofit organizations are selling community benefit, um, but they still often have some of the same challenges and opportunities that small businesses or startups do, um, or large businesses for that matter. We have some very large nonprofit organizations within our sector in Gallatin County. Um, we have a very strong economic um, presence in our community. We provide over 3,000 jobs for our community and our economic impact is over $1.1 billion annually. So we are a force, an economic force within our community. And so we know that nonprofits 
um, are often passionate about the mission of the organization. And sometimes they might not just have the skill sets to be, for example, a CFO or a CEO. And so that's where as a community foundation, we've been able to provide some educational opportunities that are either free or really affordable for nonprofits to be able to learn some of those tools. So a good example is that this past fall, um, we hosted a program called the Financial uh, Bootcamp Class for Nonprofits, where we taught them how do you read financials? How do you build financials? Um, what are things to look for when you're working on your chart of accounts? So some pretty basic skills related to financials, but skills that maybe people have never learned before. Um, so the idea is that we want them to be more efficient on the business side so that they can be more effective on the mission side. There are over 700 nonprofits in Gallatin County registered with the federal government. Some of these are tiny organizations with budgets of $500, but Bridget estimates that close to 250 are major, high-functioning groups. That sounds like a lot of people working to serve the common good in the region. But I wanted to know how this community stacks up to others. Yeah, I would say per capita, we have a pretty large nonprofit sector here. Um, you know, you often hear, oh, we have the largest um, rate of or number of nonprofits per capita in the U.S. And um, I don't believe that to be true. But I will say that we do have a very large sector. And sometimes um, we receive feedback such as, you know, oh, man, there are just too many nonprofits in our community. And my response to that is, aren't we so lucky that we live in a community where people see a challenge and want to be a part of the solution? Sometimes nonprofits are the best way to be a part of that solution, sometimes not. Um, but that's really how we come in and, and help support organizations to make some of those decisions. Recently, I met a Bozeman High graduate who's currently a student at MSU who has actually helped to found a nonprofit while he was in college. And so you wouldn't necessarily expect that from, you know, a young person in college. You'd think maybe try to make an app or something with some of his friends. But what do you think is drawing young people to nonprofits? You know, I think that especially for some of the younger generations right now, I think they want tangible results with their time, talents, and treasures. I think that starting a nonprofit is a very tangible way to be a part of a solution. You can see it, you can touch it, feel it, you, you understand this thing that you've built. Um, and so I think for some younger generations right now, myself included, seeing that tangible result and outcome of what you've built, I think can be very rewarding. And I think that is drawing in a lot of um, younger generations to want to participate in their community in a different way. I think that younger generations um, are doing such a great job right now of looking at existing systems and ways that things have always been done and questioning those things. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that younger generations are bringing to existing structures right now to say, well, why, why are we doing it this way? Like, why do we always have a gala? Or, you know, why is this program operating at net loss? Is there maybe a different solution to a funding model to this? Um, so I think younger people have a lot to bring to the table when it comes to solving some very complex community challenges, um, nonprofits being one method to that. The first community foundation was founded in Cleveland in 1914. Today, there are over 800 of them across the country and the globe. I asked Bridget what accounts for their growing popularity. In the rise of technology and how prevalent technology is in our everyday lives, I think we're almost seeing, it feels like we're seeing this pendulum swing of people wanting to connect face-to-face -face as a community, and I think um, wanting to come together to address community issues 
um, face to face. And I think a community foundation can play this very interesting role. Well, while we can be a grant funder um, and support donors in their giving, while we can support nonprofits in, in learning more tools to be more effective in their work, we can also play this like kind of neutral Switzerland role when it comes to community challenges and convening people around them. Um, and so I think that we can play that unique role, and I think that communities are seeing a need for that. So a good example is this fall, we hosted a countywide community conversation along with an amazing steering committee of community members. Um, and the idea was bringing people together to answer three questions about their community. What do you love most about your community? What's the greatest challenge living in your community? And what's one idea you have to make the community a better place? So we hosted these conversations in one day all over the county. Um, but I think a community foundation was kind of uniquely positioned to be able to host that initiative because we didn't have a stake in the game, whether that be, you know, trails or healthcare or education, we can be more neutral in terms of bringing people together around conversations about what are challenges and opportunities you're seeing in your community and how do we help, um, you know, move the conversation forward. So I think that we're seeing more community foundations play that role. And so I think community foundations are just becoming more of a popular entity for that reason. You've developed a whole bunch since 1998. It's been about 20 years now, 21, I suppose. So where do you see the community foundation going in the future as you continue to develop? That's such a great question. Um, You know, I think one goal is to be able to use and leverage more community data to be making more data-informed decisions for our community. I think sometimes um, it's hard to have almost like this neutral place where community data can lie. And so I think that's one goal that we have as a community foundation is to help um, aggregate some of that data and be able to just be um, almost a keeper or holder of it for our community to make more informed decisions. So a seat at the table was a big part of that, of how do we um, have these conversations, aggregate this data, and then report it back out to the community as their own data. So I think that's one vision. I would say just from an internal perspective, we're hoping to grow our staff. Um, I think that our programming and what's being asked of us for our community is outpacing what we can currently do. So I think just from an infrastructure perspective, we're hoping to grow our staff. Um, I think we're hoping to expand um, the donor services that we can provide. So we are starting to meet a lot of people. As you know, our county is growing and we are meeting a lot of people that are moving to our county and they want to be a part of solutions to community issues and they don't really know where to start. Um, They're new to the community. They want to give back and they don't really know how. So we are looking at creating some more strategic philanthropy programming where we help people not only understand how they can you know, write a grant to a, a nonprofit, um, but also how do we start to understand systems issues within our community and how can local philanthropists be a part of systems change within our community. Well, thank you very much for staying down with me today, Bridget. If- People want to learn more about the Community Foundation. How can they do that? They're welcome to uh, give us a call or um, go to our website at www.bozemanfoundation.org. Once again, I'm Bridget Wilkinson, the Executive Director, and I would welcome the chance to meet with anybody that is interested in learning more about our work and how they can get involved. I would like to thank the City of Bozeman, particularly the Public Library and Office of Economic Development, for giving me the opportunity to create this podcast. Additional thanks to Montana Campus Compact and to Gallatin Valley Community Radio for broadcasting the show. Tune your radios to KGVM 95.9 and give them a listen. Original music was provided by the benevolent Jeffrey Lackman, a friend. Feel free to leave a comment. 
I'd love to hear how you think we can make this better. Subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. And if you're an entrepreneur in the city of Bozeman, or you know an entrepreneur in these parts, let me know. Maybe your story can be the next retail. I can be contacted by email at vista at bozeman.net. That's V-I-S-T-A at bozeman.net.